This is the Glisten Up Podcast. And we are Megan and Brad. Welcome to our show. Hey, Glisteners. Hey, what's going on? We are here on a lovely snow day on a Saturday recording some good things for you guys. Yeah, we were thinking about when we were kids how having a snow day on a Saturday was the worst because you needed it during that weekday to get school canceled. I kind of like this vibe, though. We're like in our cozies ready to give you guys some good things. Yeah, it's a good day to record. So today we're going to be talking a lot with Brad because he's going to share his expertise on how to run meetings, presentations, etc., Yeah, no, really looking forward to speaking about this. This is something I honed in on when I was in graduate school and that I take a lot of pride in. And when I sit through bad run meetings or presentations, I I tend to cringe because there's so many ways that you can involve people and get the most out of the meeting. And the biggest thing I want to point out today is adults obviously learn different than kids, adolescents, college students. And I feel a lot of us out there, we still run meetings like we saw our teachers did for kids, but you need to run them them in a completely different way. So looking forward to just breaking it down one by one for all those people out there that are running meetings on Zoom or are running meetings in person, hopefully give you some nice advice today. Yeah, I think that'll be awesome, especially for people who work on teams or even even like me, I do a few ambassador Zoom meetings. For sure. It's really good to have a structure, and I know that you have a lot of good tips and tricks to share. Yeah, and as Megan's pointing out, it could be an informal meeting or it could be a super professional meeting. Um either or, but I think it's really important. If you're going to get people together, make it a fun experience. So before we get into it, we are going to start doing a little review and a little shout out from a glistener. I like this idea. Yeah. I'm going to share a review, um, something that's made us smile or made our day. So today our review is from Emma and it says, Inspiration from a power couple. So sweet. I am a dedicated city sweater and I'm absolutely loving getting an inside look into Megan and Brad's relationship. They have such infectious energies and relatable advice in careers, life, etc. No matter who you are, I think everyone could use some glisten up in their lives. So sweet. Thank you, Em. Wow, we totally didn't pay her to say that, did we? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for that review and comment. Um, as I probably mentioned in a couple different episodes, this is new for me. Megan's great at getting herself out there and putting on podcasts, and she's pulling me outside my comfort zone on this. So the more and more comments or reviews that we can get or just questions, um, the better. So we really appreciate it, and we're looking forward to shouting out someone each week. So I want you to think of Megan and the listeners, one of the better meetings or presentations that you've been a part of. Think about what led up to that presentation or meeting, how you walked into the room, how the room was set up, who was running it, how was it ran, how long it was. Just take a second. Think about that environment. What made it so great and effective? Megan, can you think of anything? And it could be your own meeting. You can, you can, you know, show some, <laughs> show some love to yourself here, but think about a convention, a meeting, it could be informal, it could be formal, of some components that you believe make up for a good meeting. 
I definitely think structure, like right off the top of my head, and fun, especially in the beginning, because you never know how the energy is. I feel like with, with different kinds of meetings, different kinds of people, you want to like gather the energy and make sure everyone's on the same page. So something like a strong and fun intro mm -hmm. leading into an icebreaker. Now, you know that I'm all out everything, but sometimes the icebreakers are like too tacky yeah if that makes 100%. sense percent. yeah so i like the fun icebreakers where you don't have to totally break out of your shell the first second you're in a meeting like you can just like maybe share something about you or i know there's like cool fun ones and not like crazy tacky does that make sense so not not too intrusive yeah i think is the right word yeah. and then the tacky part i think of orientation of college yes. right they do the most awkward like, ones what's your animal sound it's like uh it's too much yeah it's too much but I think you're onto some with the structure matters. And the first five minutes or that welcoming is huge for establishing energy, where are people from, where are they at right now? Um, and then maybe what do they want to get out of the meeting, right? That, that check-in piece. So I think that's a great place to start. How about the environment? Talk about the environment to me, the, the way the chairs are set up, the, what's on the walls, the windows, if it is in person. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because I really have only experienced Zoom. And in college, I was a dance major, so we didn't do many <laughs> meetings. Well, think about maybe some of your other workplaces before COVID. Yeah. I mean, I just think like a welcoming energy. Maybe there's like coffee or bagels yeah. or something. Um, again, the facilitator or the person that's there, I think it's important that they're like introducing themselves. If there's anything that I need, like, oh, here's a pen and paper or whatever it may be. Um, so that I know going into the meeting, like well, kind of what's about to happen. Right. Yeah. So back to that structure piece. And you said facilitator. Do you think these meetings should have one person or have you seen great meetings run with multiple people running it? I think it's always good to have one lead person. Okay. I was also going to add it's nice to have assistants or I would say ambassadors mm. that are know exactly how the meeting's going to be run. Maybe they have a few pieces to add and they're helping making sure everyone feels at home at the beginning of the meeting. And I just want to add, this could be for a Zoom meeting too. I know that there's a lot of settings like, oh, so this maybe ambassador assistant is going to do the background music when everyone's logging onto the Zoom. Yep. Um, giving directions maybe in the chat box. Like, Perfect. hey everyone, we're going to get started in about five minutes, whatever. Like, get out your piece of paper. But, I mean, we don't use paper anymore, do we? <laughs> no, but, but I think you're pointing out Exact. I was going to uh, um, kind of sprinkle in Zoom um, meetings as well, and I was going to get to that point where you're talking about assistance. Because at Zoom, on Zoom meetings, you need someone monitoring the chat or stopping you when something's going wrong. And same thing with in-person. You need maybe a person operating the computer in the slideshow or checking the door or signing people in. So I think it's really important to have people lined up with a task that they're able to do so the moot the meeting can run smoothly and you avoid those those five or ten minutes like well can everyone hold on technical difficulties it's like what are we in 11th grade again you know so i think that's that's really important so what we just did in two minutes there is you just reflected and established for you what's been some great meetings um, and the elements that go into that so that's an important place to start i think for everyone on the flip side, and we won't go through this right now, but on the flip side, think of the worst meetings you've been a part of. Really ineffective, didn't lead to anything, went far too long. All of those components, I think, are important to think about when running a meeting or a presentation to avoid. 
So we already, Megan and I, established some components of meeting. Now, there is tons of research out there on actually how to facilitate a meeting. And what I want to tell you all about now is there are majors and tons of research and literature on adult learning. It's completely different than kids, adolescents, college, even young professionals. How do adults learn? It's a completely different approach when running a meeting. So I'm going to dive into some of that with you all to get the most out of those. And like Megan pointed out, I'm going to talk about Zoom. I'm going to talk about in-person and how you all out there can make people excited to come to meetings and leave feeling rejuvenated and inspired. I also think efficient is good Mm -hmm. as well. Like you were saying, you don't want the meetings to run long. So if you could also give us some tips on how to keep it fun and efficient, because these days I'm even hearing on other podcasts, people are like, I'm taking 10 minute meetings. I'm not going longer than that. If it doesn't need to be more than 10, that's it. So I think if you could touch on efficiency as well, that'd be awesome. So perfect transition. What I was going to mention first is pre-meeting. What are the things you need to do to line up to make sure it's efficient and people know what they're getting themselves into? So before a meeting, you guys can probably already think out there, what are some things I should be doing? Well, obviously, clear communication. So I say about two emails, you know, the original meeting email and then a follow-up a day out or half a day before. Attached on the email should be an agenda, right? That's your second thing. Brief agenda what we're going to discuss and laid out so people know what they can expect and then also they can bring to the meeting. Maybe you add a little question in there, right? And the third one is a calendar invite. Whether your company uses Outlook or Google Calendar or Doodle, whatever it is, you send a Google Calendar invite because that's going to meet some people where they're at. Whether people might just do, you know, handwritten calendars, but at least you're kind of playing to everyone there and you can see who accepts, who declines. So you can start to get a feel of the meeting. Want to know a secret? What? I just discovered Google Calendar on my phone. (laughs) Just? (laughs) On your phone or in general? Oh, kind of in general. Mm. Like, you know how there's a Are you going to use it? I've been using it and it's amazing. Wow. (laughs) So I am such a planner girl. You guys should see my planner. It's literally highlighted with all the things. But The meeting links I would have in my notes. I think there's two different apps. There's the calendar that comes with the iPhone, and then there's like Google Cal. I only have the calendar that comes with the iPhone, which is not... I've never used that. Yeah. No, I've never used that. So bad. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) we're good. I color-coded Meg Social versus City Sweat, pink and blue. You guys should see my new calendar. So thank you, Brad, for initiating that because he's on top of his meetings. Right. And the best part about that is you can share calendars with people, pick one, see when you're blocked off. You can make it busy or they can see actually what you're doing. Us as a couple, I'm sure we'll make a shared Google calendar soon. I use the Outlook calendar because that's what my organization used my, um, that I work for. So yeah, you can vary it up. Some people like the electronic or the digital. I don't know. Which, what would you call that? Electronic? Digital? Yeah. Um, or the paper. I tend to go back and forth between both. I have heard advice that you should just keep it all in one area, and it's great if it's Google Calendar because you can see your phone or anything else. So that's funny, though. Wow. Couldn't believe that. Did you not know that? I did not know that because you're so organized. I just didn't If it's not written down, it's not happening. (laughs) So 
The last component I will say leading up to the pre-meeting is you need to speak to a few of the meeting members beforehand to either, as Megan said, have an assistant to help you or get a pulse of what the, the people coming to the meeting are expecting. Lastly, co-facilitating. So is someone in part of the meeting, can they be a co-facilitator? Can they give information at some certain point to break up you just lecturing? Are they an expert at that certain topic over you that they can present at and preface it beforehand. Hey, I would love for you to present your, your workshop or your idea that you had that you did last week to the full group, what you did reflections, how you could do better. So now the whole group can learn from you. So you kind of rev that person up, makes them feel good. Um, and at the same time, it breaks up the meeting and I can talk a little bit later where that should go in for the structure of the meeting. I love that. Okay, quick pause to talk to you about one of my all-time favorite activewear brands out there, and that is Paragon Fitwear. You guys, I'm so glad I discovered this brand last year. They have the most cozy and buttery soft leggings out there. I'm serious. At such an affordable price. Their colors and styles are so cute. They offer basically all high quality essentials anything from leggings to joggers to tank tops to sports bras i have a bunch of their sets in really different and cool colors and they're just the best they're a carbon neutral brand and they also give one percent of their profit back to the environment every year so you need to go try paragon fitwear if you haven't already you can use my code city sweat for 15 percent off the site Again, head to paragonfitwear.com and use the code CITYSWEAT for 15% off your site. My favorite thing that I own of theirs is the high-rise wrap leggings. I have the color mojito. It's like a super cute light green. I also recommend the high-rise joggers. So go check out Paragon Fitwear and let me know what you think. Environment. So the meeting's coming up, whether it's in person or on Zoom, I'll go through both. But environment for me is massive. When I was at the Center for Professional Education of Teachers, CPET for short, awesome organization, does a lot of education consulting work throughout New York City. I ran a workshop called The First Five. And I did, it was a three-part series, and it focused on the first five minutes of class, because I was with teachers, but the first five minutes of class or meeting are so important for establishing that energy like you talk about. People walk in the door, okay, I'm here. And a lot of professional development and meetings, people are like, oh, why am I here? I don't want to be a part of this. So it's really important that the first five. So go back to the environment. What were some pieces that you mentioned before? Maybe some music. I mean, depending, this is my field. Yeah. Um, just greeting. Maybe there's some beverages, food. I mean, at all the wellness meetings, conferences, there's, you know, some wellness snacks, some maybe some skincare going on. So you're really intrigued and interested. And, you know, it's setting the tone for what the theme of the meeting is going to be. So it's very just warm and welcoming and fun. So see if you can relate to this and the people listening. Have you ever walked into a meeting and all the chairs are in rows, the person just sitting up by the um, computer presentation, no one's meeting you at the door, there's no name tags, and you just walk in and you sit in that chair and you just wait. And you could say this, yes, and you could say the same thing, let's not forget about Zoom, because for in my life, yeah. like, that's happened. And 
it's very, like, you don't know what's happening. The person's either staring at, at your face in the screen or, like, not everyone's on mute, so people are chatting, and it's very, like, already your brain is scattered. So I guess you could say the same thing about an in-person meeting, too. Yeah, 100% on Zoom. They welcome in everyone at the same time, and there's no really instructions or anything. Everyone's just sitting there, oh, we're going to wait a couple more minutes till everyone shows up. You're already wasting these people's time. So I want you to think about that environment, both Zoom and in person, and avoiding those topics as much as, or those uh, atmospheres as much as possible. So environment, I agree. Music on the way in, a little bit low, meet the vibe of the group, make sure that's going. Food, coffee, great idea, right? It just has to be mint, little cheap things, right? Or like you said, coffee. People are so appreciative of that when they come in, just offer them on the way in. Oh, here you go. Like, And if you can, wait out at the front door or walk around the, the room and just, hey, how's it going today? And you might know these people, so it might be a little bit more casual. Introduce yourself, have a couple of questions lined up. And on Zoom, similar thing. Ha- if We can't obviously do food or drink, but you need to have either a video up, a question up, some funny little slide that people can look at and ponder at while we're waiting for everyone else, or you have an opening activity for them that's fun that you can just put in the chat, hey, while you're all waiting, register for this, or go through this video really quick for me. And make sure when people come in, yeah, you're welcome them. Hey, Megan, good to see you. How's uh, whatever doing on Zoom? And then, oh, other people are starting to tune in. Oh, is he gonna, he's gonna call me? Oh, he's gonna call me. Okay, I'll talk. Yeah, I really appreciate that because our minds are different in the way that we work. And I never thought of having like a question or a link. Like so many times I ask people to sign up for certain things in my business and that would be a perfect opportunity while you're waiting. I've done the music, the light music, but I think a question, a link, a something to think about is so cool and key. And I actually haven't thought of that. So thank you. And you could add your personality into it too, right? For me, history background, you could do, you know, what happened on this day or some type of trivia question that's funny, that gets everyone going a little bit like, oh, I didn't know that. A little bit of a hook um, on the way in. And then I also think it's important to have the agenda, again, reinserted at the beginning when people walk in so they know what they're getting into. You're in the meeting, Zoom or in person, what next? First thing interact, check in. At this stage, you need to add physical movement in, get everyone out of their seats, get everyone talking. Really, really important in this first section. So for example, an activity could be 20 different images scattered across the table, or if you're on Zoom or PowerPoint, 20 different images or 10 different images on the slide. And then a question, pick an image that represents blank. Right. So for me, it was pick an image that represent you as an educator. So some of these images could be emojis or landscape backgrounds, whatever it is. And it's a cool activity. People get up, they pick an image out, talk to the person next to you, share out a little bit. We're welcome in here. A little bit of check in your philosophy. Great way to start. Number two, reflection. One of those things to build understanding of who's in the room at the time is maybe six boxes that have different characteristics in it. And I want you to pick the two that you feel are the strongest characteristics that relate to you. 
Right? So people pick their two characteristics and then they share that out to the person next to them or in the group. And we start, okay, Megan, you're, you're outgoing and you like to laugh. All right. And then I know who you are and someone else might pick another two. So now as the person that's running the meeting, I'm collecting data on people. I'm collecting understanding on people so I can relate to them. So was the emoji thing where you pick an image and then the second pop, the second one, are those the same exercise? You could pick one. Well, the first one is just an opening activity, as you talked about before, non-intrusive. Okay. Right? It's just where you're at, how you're feeling. I guess you could kind of, you can always change that question up, but the photo activity, I think, is a fun way to get out of your seat or get yourself interacting. The second one, I guess you could say it's similar to the check-in, but it's getting more in-depth about what type of person you are, what motivates you. How do you learn? Um, how do you express yourself? So it's that reflection piece. But again, it, that's just for feeling the room up. If feeling the room up, that was weird. <laughs> um, if, if it's a meeting about reporting back. So Megan, tell me what you've done this week. Besides just saying that, can you think of an activity that, that builds that out a little bit more so we're able to reflect on what we discussed last time or what you've done this week um, to get us up to speed? Third, this is where the instruction and information part comes out. So people think they should start their meetings like this, right? Today we're talking about blah, and then but immediately really start. Yeah, and then immediately start lecturing that out. No, you need to build these up so then people are ready to absorb this information, ready to actually hear what you have to say. And it doesn't have to be you. This goes back to the co-facilitator part. If you set up prior to the meeting, these two or three other people are going to present on what their expertise are or what they've been working on, you don't have to do any of the work. So you have three tables lined up and at each one of those tables are the three people that you said prior to the meeting, they're going to run it. So you introduce, okay, at the tables today, you're just going to work in small groups and talk about a certain topic. Five minutes, put it on the clock, put a timer up so it stays efficient. And then after everyone's presented, to their small groups, we can have a little bit of share out, boom. You just got through so much instruction and information in a very uh, communal way, a very personal way, and everyone learned from it rather than me putting up three slides and going through it and you probably not absorbing any of that information. I love that, I love the interactiveness. So number one, interact check-in, number two, reflection, number three, instruction, information, number four, activity. Mm. So this is... I'm here for the activities. Activities. This is where the brainstorming or the pre-planning for what this group is trying to accomplish in the future is. So a big one that you've probably seen is whiteboards or big uh, pieces of paper hung up on walls and you're split into three or four groups and you brainstorm out. I love this one. People are out of their seats again. It's small group and how you can work work through this activity piece is, okay, this group is planning a certain thing. This group is planning a certain thing. They all go five minutes. They list anything out and then you rotate. So you go to the next person's group and with markers or if it's on Zoom, you're, you can comment on it. You circle things that you like. You cross out things you don't like. You add to it. You move to the next group and then you go around in that rotation and all of a sudden everyone has contributed has contributed to that certain group and you've done it 
collectively, but not just in a way that's like, so do we have any ideas what we want to do? And then everyone just like throws out random ideas because we all know we've all been there on Zoom or in person. Any thoughts? Silence. Right. And this is a way to break up into small groups, assign out task and act, have an activity for for that planning purpose. I love that. I think that's really efficient, too. That's something that I don't do because at least min, my meetings are smaller. So I'm kind of like, anyone have any ideas? And usually people do. But I, I think that's even more efficient because you can get like triple the amount of ideas. And I also think it's nice because everyone feels like they have a contribution to the project or to what's coming next. Whereas sometimes I think some people would be shy to shout out a random idea. So the fact that you're gathering, you're making everyone feel welcome, and then everyone has a chance to contribute something is really great. Right. And on Zoom, it can be breakout groups. Or if you don't want to break out, like do breakouts group because you're not sure if it's going to come back or anything like that, it just pick the three people on your screen. Here's an article I want you guys to read through. Write down your ideas, and then we'll come back and collaborate. So it, it's still virtual, and it might not be as effective as it was in person, but that's a way you could split it out on Zoom. And to wrap up the meeting, takeaways slash feedback. We need to check for understanding. What was this meeting about? Did people actually learn from this meeting? Are we going to make action plans, is the buzzword, right, that are, that are going to become reality after this? So some fun ways to do this. Um, Obviously, you can go around and just speak out, okay, name two or three things that we went over. Eh. Eh. That reminds me of, like, second grade class. Right. A a try-hard move, but a a fun one is Kahoot. What's that? So Kahoot is a trivia or quiz game where it can be on your phones or on your computers, and you just send a link out to them. They click on it. You put your name in, and then it's trivia time. So you present a question. And there's a countdown clock. And the quicker you answer the question, the more points you get. So it becomes a little bit of a competition while you're also checking for understanding. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So making a a fun, quick, efficient game at the end that also checks for understanding is a great way to, you know, make it exciting, make learning exciting, and then also just recap everything. And then the feedback piece. This is huge. You might not think this is necessary, to gather data points or um, you know what what people thought of the meeting, but if you have a standardized, formatted feedback sheet, so it could be one question, it could be two questions, it could just be clicking a smiley face or a frown face. Whatever it is, you use that same thing at the end of every meeting, so people know what to expect. If you're in person, gather that feedback right away. Take that, and then next meeting when you're going to present, now you have all that feedback that you can adjust on. And don't send it out after the fact. When people are in front of you, get the feedback. Because how many times have you got a survey or feedback after and you filled it out? Eh, not doing it. Not doing it. So while they're still in the room or while they're still on Zoom, make sure they fill it out and make sure you you know it's completed beforehand leaving. I think the feedback piece is huge and that's something that I implement so much. For me, it's primarily on socials, but I do the question box, the poll box, the the quiz box just to to see how I can improve and I try to stay consistent with it, but I think even more, you know, as you're talking about these meetings or conferences, the consistency of the feedback, like it's either always a form, it's either always a smiley, it's either always the one through five. Right. 
because people, exactly, people know what to expect mm -hmm. and they, it's easy, it's efficient, it's simple. So why is this important? You're trying to create a better positive environment of where you work or where you interact. Running a fun, effective meeting that people want to be a part of, that people get something out of, leads into the overall culture of that organization or of that group. So take these points, and there's plenty of research and evidence out there that adults learn differently. Find those activities, implement into your meetings, even if they feel awkward at first, they work. They work, they work, they work. Don't go back. I, I'm, a, I'm a coach, right? And I think teachers do this too. They try and coach or teach how they were taught or coached. And that is a slippery slope because that's research from 40 years ago you're going off of. Don't do that. Look at what's new. Look at what's fresh. Change your meetings constantly. That's where the feedback comes in. And people really will appreciate you for it. And your meetings will run so much better. And people will feel a part of them too. And at the end of the day, in an adult working environment, people want to feel value. They want to feel like they make an impact. And following these steps that I pointed out to, people are going to feel that. I guarantee it. You can tell that you're an educator. I can tell that you're an educator and that you're so passionate about this. It's kind of <laughs> like when I talk about health and wellness or dance, you're like in it with the meetings. And it's something, honestly, as a solo entrepreneur that I'm not as great at. So this is kind of awesome because we'll be able to do more episodes like this where we're each sharing. And I think that this will help a lot of people. Wait, don't go. If you like the Glisten Up podcast, we appreciate a follow and you telling others about us. Yes, we would so appreciate if you could give us a five-star rating, leave us a little review, and share with anyone who you think would benefit from this podcast. Any questions you want answered or topics you want us to talk about, feel free to drop a comment. Make sure to screenshot your review and either tag it in your stories or send me a DM with your review and I will enter you into a giveaway to win something really special from the Glisten Up podcast. All right. Can we get uh, tiki masala fries now? Yeah, we can go get tiki masala fries.